In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Please be comfortable, but don't fall asleep. Welcome to Advent. It, it does feel like something's coming, doesn't it? A cold front, perhaps. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> um, Advent is, it means, the, the advent of something means the arrival of, the coming of something. <clears throat> and there's a, a religious professor at a Jesuit college who would explain it to his students this way. He would say that, that Christ, the Christ, the anointed one, this connector between earth and heaven, God and humankind, is always coming to us in history, mystery, and majesty. Christ is always coming in history, mystery, and majesty. So in history, we know that we are preparing, we are waiting for and remembering that historic moment where the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Logos of God incarnate, enfleshed, embodied in this baby Jesus born of Mary. Christ is always coming to us in history. And also, Christ is always coming to us in mystery. The mystery of the sacraments, the mystery when two or three are gathered together in his name, those mystical moments where we feel the very presence of God, the Spirit, so close to us. God is always coming to us in mystery, as well as in history, and also in majesty. At that day, at some point, where the fullness of God's reign will be fully realized. What we say in the creeds, Christ will come again to judge the living and the dead, to put all things right. So Advent is about looking for, remembering, and waiting for Christ coming to us in history, mystery, and majesty. That's what our job is in Advent. And yet, the truth be told, we don't really do such a good job of that, do we? Usually, Advent comes at a time when it's really difficult to just sort of sit and wait and watch, to be reflective, to be penitential at some level, too. Because usually during Advent, we're too busy getting ready for Christmas, right? There are those conflicting messages between kind of what the church says we're supposed to do and what the rest of the culture is screaming that we have to do. So Advent usually gets lost or rushed or maybe ignored. But not this year. Oh, no. Advent 2020 gives us a chance to have a real Advent, a chance to really hunker down, to really reflect on what's important to us, to lament what we have lost, to reorient ourselves to Christ coming to us in history, mystery, and majesty. Now, we know this, don't we? We've, you've heard about the case count and what they're doing, what hospitalization rates are, are doing, what the death rate from COVID is doing, you know that we have this long winter ahead of us, that we need to have this sort of stay-at-home, 
slow our pace, wait for the coming. But we also know, and the reason we can have a real advent is because we're also waiting for the arrival of these vaccines. And we know they're coming and that there is light. But we're not there yet. And so, this time of anticipatory waiting is more important than ever. We're, we have this opportunity to have a real season of Advent. So how do we wait? Why do we wait? What does Scripture tell us about waiting? And so we get this passage from Mark's Gospel. And it sounds apocalyptic, right? And it should sound apocalyptic because uh, Jesus' disciples, particularly the ones to whom Mark is speaking, are in the midst of this Jewish revolt. It's before the destruction of the temple, but the, the call for the rebellion against Rome is real. And to that, Mark says, this is what Jesus said about these times. To all these voices in contemporary society in that time period who are saying, overthrow the Romans. Jesus is saying, you're going to hear all of that talk. People are going to come and say, I am the one. Follow me. The kingdom is here now. I know it. Make it happen. And to that, Jesus is saying, this is how you'll know that it's near. The sun will not give its light, and the, neither will the moon. There will be eclipses. Stars will fall from heaven. There will be shooting stars. There will be booming sounds from heaven. Thunder that shakes the earth. That's when you know the kingdom is near. Do we have eclipses? Do we have shooting stars? We're probably going to have some booming thunder later today. So yes, the kingdom is near. It's near not only in time, in terms of about to arrive, but in proximity. Because Jesus is near, always near. And because of that, we wait. Because like Jesus says, we don't know the day nor the hour. No one does. Those who say they do, don't know. And so, we wait. But waiting is different than falling asleep. We wait and we watch. We wait and we keep alert. And I love um, Kathy Boyd in the, the book I'm going to hold up during the announcements. Says that this God who says, I am near, this kingdom is close to you, doesn't say, so therefore you better watch out. The proximity of God to us doesn't make us afraid. The proximity of God to us makes us hopeful. God doesn't say, watch out. He says, keep watch, keep awake. This season of Advent in this year, 2020, gives us not only the time to observe a holy Advent, 
but a way to do it that does bring about this kingdom that is always near. And always the best way to be prepared for the coming of the kingdom is to be working for it in the now. But how do we do that? Um, the Duchess of Sussex, who I had to think, who's that? Meghan Markle wrote a, uh, an editorial in the New York Times this week. And in it, she talks about being on one of her trips and having a really difficult time, at least partially because she had had a miscarriage. And a reporter, noticing something about her demeanor, asked her, are you okay? And her sort of instinctive response, she said, was to say, I'm really not. I'm really struggling. And that sort of caught him and his report of it kind of uh, by surprise. And, but she goes on to say that in this time where we, we are not only living in fear of the pandemic, but in the midst of political and social turmoil, economic crisis, racial injustice, while we're in the midst of all of that, maybe the way that we keep watch is to just ask one another those questions. Those three simple words. Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? That's an Advent question. An Advent that is waiting sure that the kingdom is near. And that the best way to prepare for the future kingdom is to be enacting it now. This kingdom that doesn't depend on physical or military or economic domination. This kingdom of Christ that is near, that has come to us, that is so close to us, is really a kingdom built on compassion. A kingdom with a Savior who asks, are you okay? So for the next four weeks, as we all, all of us, Shannon and me, Shannon and I, St. Augustine's and you, our country, our world, as we all stand on the cusp of a dark time but with the promise of light just beyond it, can we ask one another, are you okay? Can we really put ourselves out there to ask, are you okay? Can we then listen, not defensively, not jumping in, ready to, to, to either fight against or fight with, but just to listen about why maybe you're not okay? And when people ask us, will we be willing to risk saying, you know, I'm really not okay. I'm struggling with this 
or that. We can ask, are you okay? And respond truthfully about whether or not we are okay when we do have this hope and this trust that we really are okay. We're okay because the kingdom of Christ is near. It always has been. It always will be. And it will come again. Christ continues to come to us in history, mystery, and majesty. That is the hope by which we set our course this Advent. It's the hope that allows us to ask, are you okay? And to honestly say, I'm not, but I will be. We aren't, but we will be. Okay.